G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Today we're continuing our lineup projections for the South East Division. Let's go! G'day and welcome again to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Casey, and you can find me on Twitter at Ball Boys NBA and on Instagram at Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball. Uh, coming at you again with part two of our uh, lineup projections and minute projections uh, podcast series. Today, we're going to be going through the Southeast Division. In the last podcast, we went through the Central Division in the Eastern Conference. Um, so, working our way through each of the teams here, guys. Um, recording this on the 17th of August, so uh, hopefully. Uh, I'm trying to pick out the teams that I don't think there's going to be any trades uh, first, so that if there is anything, I can catch it before I release these podcasts. But... Um, if there's anything changing between now and then, apologies, but I don't think there will be on these guys. So starting today with the Atlanta Hawks. So obviously these guys did make um, uh, a big trade, one of the bigger trades in the offseason in bringing over to DeJounte Murray. Uh, so here's how I see the starting lineup going for them. I've got obviously Trey Young at point guard, DeJounte Murray starting at shooting guard, DeAndre Hunter at small forward, power forward John Collins, and at center Clint Capella. So I think all of these guys here should be getting, um, so Trey and DeJounte should still be getting their 34, 35 minutes per night. Um, Based on what I've projected with these guys in the bench unit as well, there's not really someone who is going to be playing that backup point guard. So for me, this helps me in my projection for Trey Young and DeJounte Murray that they're going to be soaking up all of the point guard minutes on this roster as well as a little bit of the, the shooting guard minutes as well. So to me, that helps me think that, okay, because there's no other backup talent, all you've really got there is Aaron Holiday, and I think he's going to be a regular rotation minutes uh, kind of guy. So I think that Trey Young, I think DeJounte Murray will have big stints at point guard Um Obviously, probably more affects DeJounte Murray because when they're both in the on the court, I think Trey will probably have the ball the most. Maybe DeJounte handles it a little bit. Trey does a bit of the Steph Curry runoff screens kind of action. But I think it helps limit the damage we'll see to both those guys, especially in the assists column. Um, I think DeJounte will still be hit a bit more when it comes to his assist numbers. But the good thing about DeJounte Murray is that he's got a lot of other stats on his side. So he's got the rebounds, which he's going to do well for his position. Elite steals guy. His field goal percentage is a lot better. Um, So he's got a few more things going for him that don't rely on his points and assists. Um, Whereas someone like a Trey Young, you take away just a little bit of that usage. You take away a bit of that um, uh, role with the ball it hurts him a lot more than it hurts DeJounte Murray. Now, I know we did our, our starting uh, our best players available with um, Callum and I. Callum had him quite high. I, I'm pulling back a little bit on Trey. I think he is a first-rounder just. 
And I, I wouldn't blame you if you if you didn't take him in the first round. I think he's right on the borderline. There's a few other guys, depending on how risk-adverse you are with some of the injuries and players like Kyrie Irving. Um, I think I think Trey Young is... I have him at pick 12 in my in my rankings, but I think he's still... You still know he's going to give you big points, threes, assists, free throw percentage. It's just how big because he's going to get you zero blocks. The steals are going to be... At best, one per game. Um, the field goal percentage has improved. The turnovers will be really high. It's just about how big are his big booming categories to carry the deficiencies that he's got. And last year, they were really, really big. I think that they'll still be good this year, but maybe just not quite as much, which just limits his value a little bit. So um, that's how I see those guys playing out. I still think DeJounte Murray, is a, he's a second-round guy. I'm not too worried about him going back to being Spurs DeJounte Murray. I think he's gained a lot of confidence and um, well right now he's throwing balls at people's heads and and yelling and screaming over social media but we we won't get into that too much but hopefully that just means he's a bit confident talking about the front court if DeJounte uh, sorry DeAndre Hunter is healthy I think he'll be you know pretty steady 30 minutes per night Um, lacks a bit of those peripheral stats but I think he's still standard league relevant the power forward and centers where it gets a bit interesting power forward John Collins there's something I don't know. I think I'm a little down on John Collins this year. Something just doesn't feel right. There's been a lot of trade rumors, obviously, before the deadline last year. He was he was a big guy out there and, you know, baited out there. But he's, he's back on the roster. The fact that Gallinari got traded kind of means that I think that his minutes are still secure. I still think he'll be around that 29, 30 minutes a night. Um, but we'll see. We'll see if he... Um, if he continues to, to sort of perform. I think DeJounte Murray hurts his usage a little bit. DeAndre Hunter being back healthy more regularly hurts his usage a little bit. So I'm not super keen on Collins this year, but he is an interesting one to watch in the preseason. And then at the center rotation, Clint Capella, I think will still be the starting center at the start of the season, but I would not be shocked if Onyeka Okongwu takes that job off him by the end of the season. And I do think that they'll be pretty close, not quite, but pretty close to a, a split in minutes. So I've got Capella at 26, Okongu at 22. They can both be valuable in that time, though. So I think Capella still punt free throw guy. He's still someone that you can draft in that build. He's probably not going to be the safe Rudy Gobert light guy that we were hoping he would be last year, but uh, he's still going to give you great rebounds, great blocks, great field goal percentage. Um, not a whole lot else but he's still going to have value in certain builds and someone who I think you can get pretty late in drafts. Looking over to their bench, their six-man Bogdan Bogdanovic. I could have had him at the starting at the three, but I just think he's probably better suited coming off the bench, um, You know, playing that combo guard position. He might be the first one in. DeJounte Trey comes out, and then they come back in when the other goes out so they can play the point guard all the time, and, and Bogdan just kind of fills in that, that other role. Uh, Okongwu, as we said, 22 minutes. Jalen Johnson is someone who I'm really excited about. So I've got him slated as the backup power forward. Um, soaking up most of those backup minutes, maybe we get a little bit of Jondre Hunter moving across to the power forward at times. Um, so I've got him slated there at 15 minutes. I think he will be a regular rotation guy this year. So I think he's someone definitely in dynasty formats. If you haven't got him already, make sure you have a look, see if he's available, because I think he's going to be uh, someone to keep an eye on in the future and in deep leagues. He is a good permanent producer. So if you um, if your league runs deep and you need some of these permanent guys, he's definitely someone to have a look at. And any injury 
um, to John Collins, and uh, we could be in for some serious value for John Col- uh, Jalen Johnson. So keep an eye on him. And then to finish it off, AJ Griffin. And I do have Justin Holiday sneaking in there. Another team where I could have had a nine-man rotation and just cut Justin Holiday altogether. But I do think he'll still be in there, especially early in the season. Um, you could even argue that maybe Griffin's not in there early in the season. But I, I do think that he fills a need. He, he's... Um, you know, he's a great shooter, so that's always useful. So even though he's a rookie, I still think he can bring value to this team. Um, they, they've got a bit invested in him, and, and there's not really anyone else on this roster that I think is very uh, highly talented. So I do think that he gets at least some backup minutes. So um, obviously not too much to see with either of those guys for fantasy purposes. Let's move over to Charlotte Hornets. Now, obviously... Without going too much into it, uh, the Miles Bridges situation has created a lot of opportunity for some guys on this team. So let's go through their starting lineup. We've got LaMelo Ball. I'm very excited for LaMelo Ball. I think he's definitely a first-round player this year. His minutes should push up. I think he was like 32 or, or just over 32 minutes a night last year. I'm expecting him to go up to 34. I actually think he's going to get 35 minutes per night. There's just a lack of talent on this team. And I think LaMelo Ball is head and shoulders their best player right now. Um, and he's over that rookie kind of gradual um, nonsense that, that that's going on. So I think he's going to be getting... Uh, all the minutes he can handle, basically. Terry Rozier, 34 minutes a night. Love him. He's always good value in drafts. He was great value last year. I think he's going to be great value again this year. Um, Gordon Hayward, when he's there, when he's there, he's going to be playing 28 to 30 minutes a night. Um, This next guy, PJ Washington, he's someone I'm excited about. Last year, I I liked him and I got burnt, but I think this year he's ready for a bounce back. He's going to benefit with Miles Bridges no longer being there. Um, he was kind of playing exclusively at that power forward with a little bit of center minutes last year. He probably still plays most of his minutes at power forward, which is probably not the best for him, but it's still much better than the 22, 23 minutes he was getting last year. So I have him pushing up above 30 minutes a night. Um, I think he will get some center minutes um, as I've got Plumley as my starting center still. That brings us to the bench, and probably the biggest one we, we will highlight is the Mark Williams. I, I don't have him starting. We might want him to start, and he might start. He might be there. Obviously, they drafted him highly. He was kind of always pegged to go there. Didn't like what I saw at Summer League. Their coach, um, uh, who's their coach? This uh, Steve Clifford, is he's got a reputation of not playing rookies. Um, so whilst I think he'll be in the rotation, he'll, have, he'll get decent backup minutes. I don't expect him to come in straight away and, and start over Plumley. Um, so I think that between Plumley and Mark Williams and PJ Washington, they all kind of have a little bit of a run at the center. PJ might make them go a bit smaller a little bit. Um, so I don't think at this stage, it's very early and preseason can change my mind, but I don't think that Mark Williams is someone that we worry about drafting. He's definitely a watch list guy. If in the preseason he comes out and he's, you know, really challenging Plumlee for that starting role, he looks great in preseason, we get some kind of um, confirmation or at least hint that he's going to be starting straight away or, or, or at least close to it, then he is someone that we can take a flyer on because he does have that good permanent, you know, upside. But at this stage, I'm doubtful that that's the case. So there are a few other guys that I think I'd rather target later in drafts. Um, just to go through their full bench, 
Kelly Oubre, he's going to be their sixth man, 27 minutes a night. That's with everyone healthy. When Gordon Hayward inevitably gets hurt, he's going to be pushed up over 30 minutes a night. So definitely someone who can probably be drafted in most leagues. Um, Cody Martin's there, 24 minutes a night. Eh, whatever. And then James Booknight. Oh, boy, James Booknight. I'm projecting to get some minutes. So uh, most of you know my feelings on James Booknight. Not too Excited about his fantasy profile. He's he's a chucker kind of guy, inefficient scorer. Not a whole lot on defense. Not a whole whole lot on rebounds. The assists might be there. Maybe he plays a little bit of backup point guard ish. But again, like the Hawk situation, I think Rosier and Lamelo Ball are basically going to soak up all the minutes at point guard this year. So uh, there's not really anyone else that I think that they can trust handling the ball for long stretches, anything meaningful in, in NBA minutes. So um, I'm not expecting James Booknight to do a whole lot to excite us. But for those who have been holding on to him last year, you might get to see him a little bit more this year. So that's a nine-man rotation. Um, you could see someone like a JT Thor, Jalen McDaniels, Kai Jones enter the rotation as that 10th guy. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how it's all going to shake out. I guess it depends on how much... Well, obviously, they're going to get in there when someone like a Gordon Hayward goes down. But when everyone's healthy, it might be difficult to see that at this stage. If I would tip JT Thor as the guy who I would push at the, t- the front of that queue of those guys and probably the one that I'm more, more excited about from a fantasy point of view. But none of them really, I think, are going to trouble standard or even 14-team leagues this season. So... Uh, we'll see how that all, all turns out. But very excited for the guards, Lamella Ball, Terry Rozier, and, and PJ Washington is the other guy that I'm paying very close attention to from the Hornets. All right, let's go to the Miami Heat. Man, this Heat roster, I feel like I feel like it's like bad. Um I know that they challenged the Celtics in the in the in the playoffs, but I don't know. Just looking at this roster on paper, the um, the the loss of PJ Tucker, I feel like is gonna is gonna be is gonna be harmful. It's gonna hurt them, I think. Here, so let's go through their starting lineup. Kyle Lowry, I've got as a starting point guard. At shooting guard, I've got Max Struess. Not a hundred percent on that one. Um, it could be Tyler Hero. It could be uh, Oladipo. It could be Gabe Vincent could be Duncan Robinson. That one's really up for debate. At this stage, I've got Struess there. I don't think it really matters, to be honest. I don't think it changes much for fantasy purposes. Uh, Jimmy Butler, obviously, starting. I've got him starting at power... uh, Sorry, small forward. Caleb Martin at power forward. This is where, look, like, you start with Caleb Martin and Max Struess and a... a Old Kyle Lowry is your starting five, and, and then Jimmy Butler's not a spring chicken either. Like this team, I don't know. There's something about this team that I'm. Um, I just feel like they're an injury or two away from really, really lacking some depth. Um, yeah, I feel like they're quite thin at, at a few different spots on this team. So interesting to see if they if they make any moves between now, the time of recording, and and the season starting, or as the season gets along, we'll, we'll see. But um. That's the starting five there. I think really on this roster, you're only really looking at Bam and Jimmy and then Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry's old, but I think he's going to have to play decent minutes. There's really not much behind him. Yeah, you've got Gabe Vincent there, but I wouldn't... I mean, he did play decent minutes at stretches last year, so, you know, he might he might be able to come in and, and 
Kylo might not have to play 30 minutes a night, but I think at this stage I'd, I'd be happy to project him at, at least 30 minutes a night. So that is still someone who obviously you should be drafting. Um, but I am definitely aware of the fact that Kyle Lowry is getting older and up there in age. And obviously on the bench, you've got Tyler Hero. I still think he comes off the bench. I still think that's the best role for him. And I think he did it well last year, obviously. So um, I don't see them changing that up personally. Um, but he's obviously still going to get his big minutes, 30 plus. I've got him at 31 here. Oladipo is there. Gabe Vincent's there. Dwayne Dedman is the backup center. And Duncan Robinson. I nearly put Nikola Jovic in there just kind of like as a positional thing. They're lacking a lot of power forward depth. So I definitely could see Jovic coming in here and doing that straight away. Um, I could see him coming in over Duncan Robinson. Um, Duncan Robinson, obviously, is a good shooter, streaky. He's been his rotational position in the lineup has been all over the shop. So, yeah, it'll be one to interesting to see. I think Jovic does present a little bit of upside when it comes to dynasty formats. So, um, definitely one to keep an eye on. And um, if any injuries come down, he could. Um, it could be one interesting one to watch in, in deeper leagues. So uh, I'd be interested to see who he can crack the rotation. But yeah, overall, this Miami Heat team, I'm not too psyched about it. You've got Kyle Lowry and Hero in the guards, and then obviously Butler and um, Bam, that are your main guys that we're looking at there. So let's move on to the Orlando Magic. Now, this is an interesting one. A lot of different ways that we could go here, particularly in the backcourt. So let's go through the starting lineup and what I've got. I've got Markel Fultz starting. I think that's the word from Magic Camp and, and fans that I'm hearing around the league. Suggs I've got at the at the two. And then the, the frontcourt I think is pretty locked in. Franz Wagner, Paolo Bencaro, and Wendell Carter Jr. So let's start with the backcourt. Obviously, the one that misses out there is Cole Anthony. And I think also Gary Harris. There's a bit of noise that maybe Gary Harris starts over Suggs. Uh, I don't know about that. I feel like Suggs, whilst he had a horrendous shooting season last year, he's a, he's still a, he's a really good defender. I think the fact that this team has a guy like Paolo stepping in to take that lead offensive role, there's obviously less uh, pressure on, on Suggs. Fultz is back healthy. Um, Franz is another year older. Uh, Suggs is another year older. And, and, and more experienced in the NBA. I think, I think that they should definitely... I definitely would be starting him. And I think that they will. They invested quite highly in him. Obviously, pick five in the draft last year. So I, I do think that he, he'll start. Uh, but there is a little bit of a um, one to watch. Just to, um, It's not a lock by any means. Um, so definitely be paying attention to that one in uh, preseason. But at this stage, I do have Suggs starting. Uh, but not quite getting 30 minutes tonight. So I think he faults... Um, Cole Anthony all kind of steal a little bit of minutes away from each other, which does cap their fantasy upside. Um, so definitely they're all they're all kind of late round guys. Nothing really should be uh, uh, nothing before pick one hundred. Late last last few rounds is sort of the where we're looking at those guys there. The front court. This is where we can get a bit excited. Um, I want to talk about Wendell Carter Jr. because last year, um, Callum's guy. <laughs> not not as much my guy, but but kind of my guy. Uh, Mo Bamba was uh, was the talk of the town in preseason. Obviously, they uh, they talked about him starting next to Wendell Carter. They did it at the start of the season, but then as the season went along, that experiment that they that yeah, it failed. It didn't really work. Mo Bamba is he's, he's not a power forward. He's not someone who can guard in space. He's I think he's going to be strictly the backup center this year. 
um, and which would allow Wendell Carter. I've got him at 30 minutes a night this year. It could even be more. But um, I'm excited to see what Wendell Carter can do this year. You saw, if you look at the splits at the end of last season, he um, started to put up like 18 and 10, uh, two and a half assists. Um, the blocks were down, but maybe they can get back up to, to close to that one per game. He's hitting threes a little bit more now. So he is someone, uh, you have to be mindful of the free throw percentage, but he definitely is someone that I'm quite excited about. And I think he can he can bring a lot of value in drafts. So uh, I like Wendell Carter Jr. this year. I've liked him for many years, but I think finally this is going to be the year that we see maybe not all the potential that we would have hoped, but some of that potential realized. And obviously, Franz Wagner, Paolo Bancaro, they're going to be your main two guys in this team from an offensive point of view. Paolo, I go backwards and forwards on Paolo. He's he's obviously the number one pick. I've got him here at 33 minutes a night. He played 33 minutes a night in college, so I think the minutes are going to come. They're going to be fine. I'm a little worried about the threes, steals, blocks. Are they going to be there in enough to support the rest of his value in the points, rebounds, and assists, which I think will be there? The field goal percentage and efficiency, we don't normally see that from rookies. He's a bigger dude, so I don't think he's going to be bad in field goal, but I don't necessarily think he's going to be hitting 55% of his shots. I think he's more like that 46 47%, which is on the you know just a negative kind of on that borderline. Um, so there is a risk of him being overdrafted just based on hype. I see him, he's definitely, he's going to be a top 100 guy in my eyes, but I don't know if I see top 50 or 60 with him. Um, so he's somewhere between 60 and 100 to me uh, is sort of where I'm, I'm thinking of, of, of Paolo Macara. I'd want to get him at a bit of a discount. I'm not sure I'm going to be able to do that this year. Uh, I prefer a few other rookies in the draft this year, but definitely someone who uh, I've got him projected as the mo- with the most amount of minutes on this team. Uh, probably he, he or Franz will probably get the most amount of minutes. Uh, going to the bench, obviously, not too much to see here. Cole Anthony, Gary Harris, Mo Bamba. Uh, Jonathan Isaac, the uh, the ghost of Jonathan Isaac, will he suit up? I've got him in here. If he is there, they're going to bring him along slowly, surely. He's missed two years of basketball. Um, so that's an interesting one. Um, I always love his upside, but just he's been away for so long and this team is so crowded in the front court that, yeah, I just don't see him getting much opportunity, especially as they bring him back slowly. And I've got Terrence Ross getting that final spot over Tumor Okiki. I could flip it, but I think Ross's shooting just helps this team a little bit more. They still lack a lot of that. Um, and Okiki's not someone that they really need to pump minutes into. Um, you know, when Isaac is missing time, Okiki will step in and take that, that role. But he is someone that probably you might be surprised to see leave out of the rotation on a regular basis. But, uh, I mean, you could flip those, but in fantasy purposes, it, it won't be very relevant. Mo Bamba, can he be relevant 18 minutes a night? I'm going to say no. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't bother, really, uh, unless we sort of see a bit more of that, like, 24-24 split or closer to. I think he probably needs, like, 22 minutes a night to really be reliable enough to to have on stand, standard league rosters. So at 18, I, I don't think it's enough. As, as good as his per minute you know, game is from a fantasy point of view, yeah, I, I want a little bit more from, uh, from Mo Bamba for me to bother drafting him this season. All right, let's talk about the last team. Another interesting one, the Washington Wizards. So 
Uh, obviously, Bradley Beal is back, so let's go through their starting lineup. Point guard, I think you've got Monty Morris. You've got Bradley Beal. I've gone Will Barton as the small forward. I think that position is definitely up for debate. Then I've got Kyle Kuzma and Porzingis, which I think are pretty locked in. But that small forward, I do have, um, I do have uh, uh, Will Barton just as my video keeps freezing for me. Let me go that one again. Bring that one back. Yeah, so I do have Will Barton as the starting power forward. I don't think that Danny Avdia fits as nicely with these guys. I, I It was between Danny Avdia and, and Will Barton as that starting um, small forward, but I think Will Barton just has the, um, the seniority to, to, to get that role over a Danny Avdia, even though they did play uh, Avdia a lot of minutes last year down the stretch, but there was a lot of guys out at that time. So I think Will Barton gets the, the, the nod there. Might sneak into standard league uh, consideration, but again, not not super excited. Uh, Monty Morris, 30 minutes a night. That could be low, to be honest. He might be getting 32, 33. There's really not a whole lot of point guard depth on this roster. Um, I've got Dillon Wright as the backup point guard at 14 minutes a night, and maybe Beal takes a few minutes as point guard as well. So, But in saying that, Monty Morris at 30 minutes a night, Eh, whatever. He he kind of got close to that last season. He was a starting guard a lot of last season with Jamal Murray out. So don't get too excited. It's not that huge of a change for him. So I'm not super excited. He's a he's a fine assist guy. Uh, puts up some decent threes as well, but his per minute stats they're just they're just not very good. So um, and then Kristaps Porzingis is the other one. Now Kristaps Porzingis, if I could guarantee you, if I could guarantee you that he was playing 30 minutes a night. For 75% of the season, he would be, he would basically be a second round player. You just can't, you can't rely on it. There's too much, there's too much evidence now to say that his, his body, it, it, there's lower, lower body injuries, lower body issues that have been reoccurring in his knees. Um, it's it's just tough. He's a tough one for me to peg. So I, I've got him here at 28 minutes just because I think the Wizards want to maybe conserve his minutes a little bit more, bring him down a bit um, to make him last. They've got a lot of guys that can play power forward and center in Rui Hachimura, Danny Avdia, Daniel Gafford, um, Kyle Kuzma. Those guys can all kind of fill in. So I don't think that they need to pump him up 30 plus minutes a night. So I've got him at 28 minutes per night here. Hopefully... If he's doing that, that means he can last longer in the season. Um, but we'll see. Definitely someone to, to monitor and see if they have a plan for his minutes uh, during the season. But um, he's definitely a per-minute beast. He's a per-game beast. It's just the reliability with Kristaps is uh, something we need to we need to question. Uh, looking at their bench, a um, few guys here, Denny Avdia and Rui Hachimura. Tough, again, with the amount of forwards on this roster. I think Rui... I've never been a big Rui Hachimura fan. I just think he doesn't do anything particularly well. He's just he's just there. I don't know. He's um he's fine. But, yeah, 20 minutes a night, nowhere near enough, enough time for value. The disappointing one here is Daniel Gafford at 16 minutes per night. 
Just with the amount of forwards on this roster that I think that they're going to want to give time to, I just don't think he's going to get enough time. I, I would have loved Chris Dunst to be playing the power forward and for Gaffer to be playing at center, but I just think that they're, they're going to want to play Kuzma. They're going to want to play Rui. They're going to want to play Denny Avdia. They're just not going to be able to play Chris Dupps at the four and Gafford next to him at the five. So, unfortunately to me, I think that it means that he's 16 minutes not worthy of a roster spot. Again, similar to someone like Amo Bamba that we just talked about for the Orlando Magic. If he gets 22, 24 minutes a night, fantasy, standard league relevant. Blocks, field goal percentage, rebounds, um, all those classic big man stats that you can get in low minutes. He can do that, absolutely. The blocks especially. Um, so if I'm low on this, um, if if there's a bit of rumblings in the start of the preseason, he could definitely rise up and be someone you can take a flyer on. If I'm correct on this, then it means he's not he's not standard re- league relevant. And then and Dillon Wright and Corey Kispert, uh, pff, who cares? They're, they're not really doing anything. Even if they were getting 30 minutes a night... Dylan Wright, maybe. Corey Kispert, threes. That's all he's going to give you. So nothing to get excited about there. And the only thing I will mention, I've left Johnny Davis off the roster of this guy, of um, the Wizards rotation here. I just don't think... I wasn't impressed with what I saw in Summer League. Um, and I just think that... You know, I think this team's going to be trying to make the play-in. Um, maybe he gets some minutes when they inevitably don't, but... To start the season and, and when we're drafting, we're kind of thinking about that first half of the season. He's he's just not going to be there enough. And um, I just don't think he's getting regular rotation minutes when someone like a, a deal on right probably gets the nod ahead of him. But uh, if, if that could flip. It could be right on the out and then Davis in. But I'm going to give the edge to deal on at this stage uh, just with the Wizards. Taking it a little bit slower on him and with his performance in Summer League, I don't think he's necessarily won that battle so far. So that will do it today, guys. Um, make sure, you, again, hit the thumbs up on this video if you're watching along on YouTube. Please give us a five-star rating over on Apple Podcasts. Leave us with a comment saying, uh, Mitch is killing on his own. We don't need Callum back. Uh, or if you do miss Callum, of course, he will be coming back. So uh, let him know that you're missing him in those uh, reviews. Uh, if you have any questions or disagreements, uh, comments about the rotations, if your favorite team, you think I, I did them dirty or, or you have a discussion you want to have about them, Uh, let us know in the comments but otherwise we'll be back next time with the uh, Pacific Division see you then bye Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.